Have the chair, a comfy chairs, that would make it so that you can sit. <laughs> oh, are we on the clock? Uh, welcome to the next episode of Fly High Podcast. We're welcomed here with Ross Park. Ross, you are a relentless athlete. You're <coughs> the owner of The Fly Project, um, personality in the community. I know so many people that just love the work that you do in here. You're also Hulk Hogan on the Ironman course. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you're a leader of a great team. So just keen to hear a bit more about what shaped you and what's behind the Fly, Fly Project. Well, it's very kind of you to say all those things, Robin. <laughs> I would definitely not have uh, said that about myself, but um, definitely got a great team and that's what, what makes this place. Um, I think, I mean, to answer your question, what, what's the thought process behind the Fly Project? Is that what you... How, how was it born? Like, how did it start? Did you have challenges starting up? Born, yeah, I mean, I think, like anything, it comes through, it, it evolved through my own experience my own education, um, the training I'd done for years. Um, I'd always really enjoyed the more functional style of training. Um, and then CrossFit kind of came along and branded that, and I loved that, <clears throat> I enjoyed that type of thing. But I was, like a lot of people were doing it before they called it anything. Mm -hmm. um, but when they did, great things. So we all jumped on it, it was great, did that for years. I was never really into the, the whole bodybuilding movement. I always enjoyed exactly that, moving, you know, moving a bit more and, and getting the heart rate up. And I think, you know, the evolution of that. And then I, st I studied more and, and sort of educated myself more on strength and conditioning. Mm -hmm. And over time, with the, the experience of training for 25 odd years, <laughs> showing my age there. Um, and then the, my education with that, the methodology was born for here. Mm -hmm. Um, and the name came out of really something simple of the flying, you know, so, I think probably people think what the hell does that mean? But it really originated out of um, that freedom of, of being able to fly uh -huh. and the movement around that. And the, the, that's where the thought process was initially. And then the fly project was born after lockdown. It was sort of a, new, a new take on it. You know, it was a project that it was born out of fly and that's where that came from so nice so you developed this new concept future proof what's the idea behind future proof future proof is just it's, it's a term i love and i think you know as i got older um i find myself wanting to push more and feeling really good doing it but you've got to look after yourself ultimately and i think body mind you know we've done a lot of things in here um on mindset and and just that whole movement as well around mindset and breath work and meditation, tying it into performance and, and challenging yourself. Mm -hmm. um, and that's where the future proof thing came from. Mm -hmm. If you can, I feel if you, you challenge yourself in the right way, look after yourself, but get a balance, you know, and don't be too. Yeah, totally. You know, and get a balance through lifestyle and trying to optimise that is that's where Future Proof came from. Yeah, so the programming is split into strength, build, yeah. perform, and then you've got engine yeah. and Ollie. How do you, what, how's, what's the breakdown? How do you build your programme? So the strength programme is, is basic strength and conditioning. So you've got build phase, which you would do <clears throat> bulletproof the body, higher that uh, mid-range reps, um, bodybuilding effectively, um, transitions into your strength work. So you've prepared the body, you go into your strength work, 
do the lower rep stuff and then tie it all together with your power base stuff so you can move fast, having speed and strength together. So mm -hmm. that's, the, the, that's the process of it mm -hmm. and how it all ties into one another. Um, and saying that, you know, it doesn't need to be, that's the structure of it and it runs every, well, it's three-week blocks. So we're never that far away from one area. That's why it is in three-week blocks. Mm -hmm. And you change enough to give enough variety, there's enough consistency there yeah. uh, to give you progress. But you're never too far away from one area that, you know, you're, you're away from it for six months. So that's, mm -hmm. the, that's how it runs. Brilliant. Let's talk about your energy. Um, <laughs> It's a big part of this place. When you walk in the doors, if you've had a hard day at work, you're hit in the face by the atmosphere. And I think that's obviously down to your coaching and the sort of big personality that you have. You're always very jovial, is that, is that the word? Um, you've just sort of got that killer instinct. You're full of energy. You're always up here. Are you always that jovial? Oh, I can't say that word. <laughs> well, let me word? try. Jovial, jovial. <laughs> Are you always like that? Have you always been I think, like that? I, to be honest, probably it comes... Yes, I mean, as we're doing something we love for a start. Right, yeah. Do you know what I mean? We're in a good... Uh, we're, we're in an amazing industry. We're in a great place. We've been lucky enough to get to this stage with a brilliant folk around. But I think mm -hmm. going back to having good people around you, mm. growing up, you know, my friends, we all we did was have a laugh. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And yes, that... I think naturally we were all like that anyway. We always had the view of, well, why not be like that? Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's easy to enjoy yourself mm -hmm. and, and be and have a good mindset and be good with people. You have to go out your way to be a dickhead, don't you? <laughs> really? <laughs> you know, and that's really... It's something that, that we always lived by. And yeah. I think having fun all the time, and that's probably where it comes from. And we're all, my close friends, we're all like a family, you know, and we're mm -hmm. still like that to this day. We're yeah. all getting older and everybody's still daft, yeah, yeah. <laughs> really, yeah, to, yeah, yeah. In, in their own way. And I think probably that maybe is the under, yeah. uh, underlying influence along with just, you've got to enjoy what you're doing. Of course, of course. Are you ever, are you ever not like that? How do you deal yeah, with yourself? I suppose yourself we all have our downtime, don't we? I like my own company. I like just chilling on my own and, and not having anybody about, you mm -hmm. know. I, I think I said that to you earlier about a Roscoe <laughs> time last night. Yeah, of course. But, yeah, of course, we all do, you know. Mm. But you got also, from a service point of view, you, nobody wants to walk in here and everybody's miserable. No, of course. You know, you're coming in, people are working hard all day. We're here to mm -hmm. provide an, an experience service. for people, and that's the way I'd view it. You know, that's why everyone, I think, it has to be bang on. And mm -hmm. it is an experience for people, people yeah. paying good money to come in and, and get the best coaching and get the best atmosphere and walk away thinking, man, that was brilliant. Absolutely, and I, I guess as well as you being so energetic, you're very attentive to detail. Um, I've seen how sort of anal you are with setting up the plates and your Monday morning emails. You, <laughs> on it, you, you guys. <laughs> voice notes, this is what's behind the programming. You must have three touch points with every member. It's like quality, you know, when you're teaching. That's what defines anybody, doesn't it? Yeah. Your attention to detail and how you... And trying to improve that all the time. Yeah. And that's why, God, you're part of the team because you're a high achiever. You're on it all the time and... The guys are the same. Everybody is, you know. Mm -hmm. the, the, everybody in here is is here because we we enjoy that uh, high level of of uh, performance mm -hmm. on on whatever level it is, you know. I think attention to detail is what sort of sets people apart. In Hugely, terms of absolutely. Success. If you get no attention to detail, 
then what you you know it's you're then just regurgitating and passing on what you've had and not there's no real thought process behind mm. it yeah, yeah. in my opinion yeah absolutely it all comes down to culture isn't it and um, culture comes from the top so let's talk about team culture leadership how do you um you've never advertised for, for a job to work here so every member of the team has approached you and said we like what you're about can we join and yeah we all feel so sort of valued supported invested in our, in our development so i think working in corporations as well like i think businesses could learn a lot from a gym owner on culture yeah. so how do you create culture in a team well you've got to lead by example and i, I think as we look at detail comes down to it and I, I don't know i mean i don't know i'm very lucky that, that you guys see something it's in this but I mean, I don't, it's not something I reflect on. I, I never look at myself, to be honest, and think, oh, I'm doing this right, I'm doing that right. I just try and, you know, I, li I like to live a certain way and try and lead by example to a certain extent. But you guys are all, I think, go back to just what I said, you know, you guys are all so fired up, high achievers. You know, it's not, it's not like you're a difficult <laughs> group to... <laughs> But in fairness, yeah, it's, 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 it's something I enjoy. Mm -hmm. I'm a bit older than you guys. You know, I've got more experience and it's something I really enjoy. <clears throat> Helping, coaching. Yeah. And obviously, we're in this business because we enjoy yeah. coaching and that's what I love doing and, and seeing people progress and get that. Yeah. that it bleeds right into to totally. you guys, you know? Yeah. It's the members as well. The, the, the type of members you attract are those sort of people as well, high achievers and... Um, I think from social media and feedback that I've received from other people, it looks on Instagram quite intimidating. Aye. Like the videos you produce, it's, it's, it's like dark and, you know, crushing workouts and intimidating. Would you say that's the reality? Of I, I think, yeah, of course, any gym environment can be and look intimidating if you're, if it's not something you're familiar with. You know, the walls are black. The, and I, I don't want to be apologetic about being bold about what we do, but mm -hmm. I think if you speak to people, if you look at what we're doing, and especially the videos, the Instagram, everybody's just in here on all different levels of experience and ability, and everybody just enjoys training. Mm -hmm. And it, it can be, any gym environment can be intimidating to get into, but... I think ultimately everybody's, we're just people, everybody's just people, you know, and everybody's just enjoying their training or, and keen to get in and learn and, and develop. And mm -hmm. I, I don't think, um, I think it's a natural thing to be intimidated, but you've got to put that to one side if you really want to take a step forward. Mm -hmm. um, even just asking the question, chatting to somebody, because that often <laughs> breaks down the barrier. I was talking to somebody the other day, very nervous, you know, what a new member, and that just that bit of connection. So to anybody in any environment, if you are looking at joining a gym down the road or whatever it is, speak to somebody, mm -hmm. go in and have a chat to them, and then that it should sort of give you an idea of what the setup's like. And you might not like it when you get in there, but yeah, that's a different thing to intimidation, yeah. you know. Yeah, of course. Once you're through the doors, you're met by. Aye, and you no might not enjoy the, the training or whatever, and wherever it is, not necessarily here, but. I think if you, you have a chat to one of the coaches mm -hmm. or one of the owners, if you've got an interest and you feel like you're a wee bit intimidated, reach out 
it's the old one in it, speak first, and then yeah. good things happen. You yeah, know? of course, if you're sitting on the fence, we would encourage aye, anyone aye. To, to get involved. Certainly when I started here, my whole life started to change. It's the domino effect. It's, but it's exactly what you did, you asked. <laughs> yeah. You, you reached out, I you said. I pushed myself hard to, to, I thought about it for weeks. You know, yeah. It wasn't an easy thing. I didn't just walk in and say, can I have a job? It no. was intimidating for me. I thought, you know, it's all, I, I didn't know Lucy at the time, so I thought it was all men, like, very yeah. sort of, you've come out. Which is funny because the, the, the membership in here is 70% female. Female, <laughs> right, yeah, but the coaches were men at the aye, time. The, aye, aye. Um, you're all very big personality and very built and you're good at what you do. You've been in this industry for a long time, so coming along to the class, I thought oh, that I wouldn't fit in there, yeah, yeah. you know? So I'm so glad I did push myself to do that. It's really interesting, isn't it? Because it's, it's like that, it's the old one of stepping out of your comfort zone. I know yeah. that gets rinsed, <laughs> that, but, it's so true, that, but it is true, you know? And, and you kind of find the, the gold, if you want to call it that, if you do just take that wee step mm -hmm. into whatever environment, you know, that whether it's fitness and you want to, or whether it's, you know, business related, mm -hmm. pushing yourself into to take that little leap yeah, makes all the difference, doesn't it? It's not. It's not always an easy feeling. It doesn't feel no. Good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hugely. It's it's not. It's a very uncomfortable feeling. Mm -hmm. But that's how you grow, isn't it? Absolutely. But I, I guess. Sorry, you go. Yeah, I was just going to start <laughs> talking about when you push yourself out of your comfort zone. We touch on your Ironman that you've just done. Aye. You know, Ironman's a noble thing to do. A daft thing to do. <laughs> no, uh, well, how many people? One percent, I think. It's under one percent of people actually do an Ironman, um, of the whole world population. So, yeah. It was cool. I've I really enjoyed it this year. I was 40 in April. Um, and I wanted, to, I always said for years, I'm going to do an Ironman my 40th year. And I'd said it that much, I couldn't not do it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is good, because like saying something out loud, it holds you accountable. Aye, 100%. If you don't do it, you're going to look, you're going to lose your own self-trust because you've 100%. said it out loud. To be honest, it was about 10 years ago, I, I started doing a challenge every year. Yeah, you said that. I always want, because my background is sort of, the, the the power, strength stuff. I got introduced to endurance stuff and I thought that's, you know, it's a real different mindset. Mm. Yeah. It's yeah. a totally different mindset to to, uh, to the, the gym work. And just over the years, I've always done something kind of endurance-based endurance every year, mm -hmm. generally. And then the, the, the Ironman was kind of the natural progression into it after having talked about it for a long mm. time. And it was, it's been a brilliant, excuse me, it's been a brilliant, uh, Brilliant year. I think the big thing is getting outside. Mm. Over the past few years, doing a lot of cycling, um, more so this year, obviously the swimming and, and really getting out and seeing Scotland. What a place. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it really is funny because you could live here all your life and not have that same appreciation until you really start going out and enjoying from a fitness point of view. We've got or even beautiful beaches, North Coast 500, oh, you insane, don't see it? it until lockdown it forces you out there. And well I the lockdown was nice a massive part of that, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Um, so were you worried, I guess, if you've been doing sort of your hypertrophy training all these years and you've built your size and that's, your size is probably, I'm assuming, but something that you pride yourself on. Um, were you worried about losing that? Well, I, I wanted to make sure I didn't. Right. I did not want to run across the line two stone lighter. Mm -hmm. So it allowed me to eat a lot <laughs> <laughs> yeah. over the past year. Yeah. No, but in fairness, actually, 
my natural body type is to retain it. size. I lost a few kilos, but I, I, I made sure I was still doing a bit of strength and conditioning. Mm-hmm. And actually the Ironman training, a lot of it isn't huge volume. I know it, people would probably look at it. Yes, don't get me wrong, it is a lot of hours of work, but your sessions, you may be an hour in the pool, you may be an hour on the bike, and then at the weekends, you're, you're, you're looking at longer sessions. So mm-hmm. actually, you yeah, you're maybe doing 15 hours a week. Mm-hmm. But if you're eating correctly, you're maintaining muscle mass through your nutrition and your, your lifting, you got, wanted to stay strong you know, and, and go across, come across the line not looking. Mm-hmm. Not that Iron Man looks bad, but what I mean is I wanted to stay how I look. Yeah. You know, carrying a bit of muscle and, and still being able to achieve it half, with a half decent time, Fantastic. you know. What's, what's the spirit of the place like when you're there? Is it full of, do people support you when you're struggling? Or is oh, it, I'm going to beat your it's ass? A, it's, or? it's a brilliant environment. It's really yeah. all walks of life as well. Where we were in Portugal, it was just a cool place. Mm. The whole town was set up for it. Iron Man, the brand, just do such a great job of you? making you shit yourself before. <laughs> <laughs> Because they build it up into this. <laughs> You're like, fuck. That's amazing. It's a, it's a cool thing. I'm, go, I'm going to continue to do it because it's, it's been a nice change after lifting weights mm-hmm. continuously for so many years. Stripping that back slightly, mm-hmm. getting into the pool and being outside, my body feels the best it's probably ever felt. Brilliant. That's coming from a, an old geezer. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, what I'd love to tap into is... Running an Ironman must feel like a constant war in your head. It must feel like, you know, first of all, what is an Ironman? What's the distance? So Ironman distances in, what, new money, your 3.8k swim, Mm -hmm. which is what, 2.4 mile swim. Mm -hmm. Then you've got 180k bike, which is 112 miles. Mm -hmm. And then your marathon, which is what, 44k, 26.2. But, you know, the mental side of it was definitely more through the training. It's the kind of, I keep saying that, the old one, but it's the old one, you know, train hard, race easy. And it wasn't easy by any stretch of the imagination, but I'd done a lot of work this year. So I knew what pace I was aiming for. I knew where I was at. I was coming out of the water fresh. I knew what I was trying to hit on the bike, speed. Um, and getting to the marathon, really, you're just like, right, I know I can keep going, mm-hmm. but it's just keeping going. <laughs> yeah. and that, that was the hardest bit because I, I come off the bike and you're like, whoa, Jesus. Yeah, you must um, have dark moments. And it's just, that was really the, the biggest part, right? I need to really dig in here and keep moving forward. Um, the bike, you've got that, spent a lot of time on the bike. And I think when, you, when you're sitting at a nice pace and you know your, how your body is, you can hold a decent pace for, for, again, it's conditioning, but coming off the bike, I'd never run a marathon before. The most distance I'd ever run on its own was 18 miles. So putting it all together was, it was, well, it was, it was, trying not to think about coming, when I got off the bike, it came into my mind for a wee second. I've got to run a marathon here. And I'm like, right, put that, put that <laughs> to one side. And the aid stations, we were in the, the, the welcome meeting before it <clears throat> and the, it's something I'd, I'd done before in the half distance but the, the, the kind of owner of Ironman was doing a big talk and he said look the girl who just won the Ironman World Championships used the aid stations as markers so she would get to one 
or maybe she did it every second one. You walk for 15 seconds, maybe she did 10, I think I was a, maybe a minute at points. Bit of water over the head, maybe take on some fuel if you need it, then go again. He's like, out of your mind that you need to run, because you see a lot of people and they're, they're literally dragging their ass. And what I would do, I, I said to myself from the start, when you get to the first aid station, it's every 2K, water over the head, go again. It's just a reset. Mm -hmm. And mentally, I'm like, I, I can get to the next one. Yeah. I know I can. And my pace was half decent in between them. And that's, to be honest, it makes it, it was just breaking it down. That's the way I dealt with it. Mm -hmm. Everybody's different, but it made a big difference to wow. me on the day. Wow, that's, that's so impressive. You must have had dark moments. Oh, hugely. What, I, what the, the first 5K was minging. <laughs> <laughs> Because you're like, right, I need, I've got a long way to go here. You're trying to grind it. 15K was had points where I felt pretty good. Trouble was I pushed a little bit too hard. You know, I made that mistake of pushing a wee bit too hard. I hit halfway, I hit a half marathon. And I was like, whoa, I'm, I'm going to go here. I felt my legs go. I'd taken a caffeine gel, uh, energy gel. And my, my, I just went, I was like, oh, funnily enough, I, this guy came up beside me that had been talking to the day before. He's like, hey, Ross, how are you doing? I'm like, I can hardly talk. Like, what a time to, <laughs> what a time to meet him. You know what yeah. I mean? 10 hours in. Um, I'm like, Rob, I'm, I'm going to go here. He's like, yeah. the aid station's up there. So I just got my shit together, made it to the aid station and ate. I was like bananas down the throat. Because my feeling had been good, but mm -hmm. obviously not that good. Fantastic. So, Aye, that was that was the biggest Brilliant. wobble. And you not only you didn't only coach yourself through it, you coached others through the Ironman. Well, I, I mean, I'd, we did. I dealt with the we had a, a guy help us with or coach the the swim bike run. He kept mm -hmm. us right with that. Brilliant. I I took care of the the conditioning side of things, mm -hmm. the strength and, and the strength part, which we didn't overdo. But obviously, that's my background. I know the impact it has yeah. maintaining power. Mm -hmm. You know, without being sore. So it was a good experiment for me as well. Yeah, Usually taking it into the stuff I do in here with the guys and that's... Yeah, very, very, very impressive. It's... You're next, Ian, <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I would love, it's on my bucket list, I would love to. But this year? Yeah, it takes a lot of time. On camera. I know. Um, yeah, people that do put their self, volunteer themselves up for these challenges, whether it be an ultramarathon, an yeah. Ironman, even going into an ice bath in the morning, they're choosing to put themselves in these uncomfortable positions yeah. every single day. But I think by doing that, you're sort of teaching your, and it doesn't mean if you do these things, you're going to excel in other areas of your life, but it teaches you that that sort of adversity and nothing good comes from not putting yourself through adversity yeah. and exposing yourself to that sort of pain tolerance. I definitely, and even if it's the pain or whatever you want to call it, but it's that it's that comfort thing, isn't it? Yeah. Taking it outside of that, and it just allows you to grow. Yeah, I know. It's a bit of a paradox, I think, as well. Like, it's not human nature to yeah. hurt you. You like to to yeah. put yourself in bad positions, no, but good things do come of it. Yeah, everybody has a painful story, whether it be loss, whether it yeah. be failure. Yeah. But it's how you choose to respond to that, isn't it? You can. Yeah, hundred percent. You can either let it crush you or use it as your driver as your motivation your lessons and your motivation and i think it's, it's <coughs> sounds like you can be like yeah we're always on top of things and all that not. which is <laughs> couldn't be further the from the truth yeah. you know but it's, it's picking yourself up and going right mm -hmm. just get your shit together you need to do this yeah of course
and that's I had a lot that a lot in my mind when you do have when you're doing that type of stuff you it's a weird mindset can creep in but you're just like right what are you gonna do give up no you have to keep going yeah. you know there's for, if it's not just for you it's for folk watching you or whatever it is that helps you mm -hmm. get through it but you're like you can't yeah. just give up yeah. <laughs> you've got to keep going it's the easy thing at the time right but it's probably actually more painful in the end because you've, you've not done anything you've just went backwards Aye. so it's about sustaining that uncomfortableness and yeah getting to the other side of it Aye. you know have you ever went through sort of failure or doubted yourself Aye, absolutely or? of course every a lot, you know, it happens. You try things from a business point of view, tried a million things, right. different avenues. And, you know, you, 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 you got to try things, don't you? And mm -hmm. not, not always, most of the time it doesn't work. And you just <laughs> This is just starting to work, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's only David 20 odd years, but we're getting. But you've turned up again and again. <laughs> but you need to keep turning up. Yeah. And, and yeah. you'll know pretty quickly if it's shit, you know. Uh -huh. <laughs> But you got if you, at least if you try it, then 100%. people will tell you through their, Fantastic. you know, or whatever it is, whatever you know. It's yeah, of course, it's failure's part of the gig, isn't it? What's your vision for Fly? We're gonna the aim is to elevate the product through a new facility, and then take that across the country. Um, group fitness, you know, that's the passion. That's always been the, the passion of giving people something slightly different. Uh, in an environment that's different with a slightly different methodology to what's out there and changing the face of the, the of group fitness as, mm -hmm. as it stands, you know, that's, that's the vision for it. What do you think is missing in, in group fitness? This. <laughs> <laughs> like what sets you apart? How do you? Again, it's just, I think we, what we do is simple. It's simple stuff, but it's efficient. Mm. It's an efficient use of time. Mm. You know, you're 55 minutes tops, you're getting everything in there, the injury rate's low, um, the progress is good, if you, if you adhere to it, like anything, but that's really, it's efficient, it's simple, um, I believe we create the best environment, you know, with it's you guys. It's the community that wins. The, the members come in and, they, you know, everybody's, we'll get Tony who does the music. So inclusive, everyone's different ages, everybody's get on. tapping their toes <laughs> when they're training, yeah, and there's music. just, you know, it's good fun, and I think it, it sounds dead cheesy, but that's it. You've got to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. And then have good things happen on the back of that. And I think replicating this is going to be the hard thing to do. Mm -hmm. But that's always what I've tried to build, the structure, mm -hmm. the music, the programming, the ethos is all for a reason. So we can give it to somebody that's never, you know, maybe, you know, that's done one of the courses that we'll be developing. And then they can, they can pick up and run with it because it's there. And then they put their spin on they bring their character to it, like you do in your own, your classes, you, mm -hmm. you coach well, them differently We're already different, aren't we? Aye, we <laughs> need that. Yeah, of course, of course. What was your biggest challenge starting up? Um, I think, well, getting cash together to, to start it. Mm -hmm. I was very lucky that I, I, I pitched an idea to a mate of mine, um, and I didn't have, I, what I, where it came from, I'd put a wee bit of money, what, what I had into a warehouse gym and me and my mate were running it. It got a good reaction. I thought, right, let's, how do we develop it? My mate wanted to go and do his own thing within a different, uh, a different industry. So I'm going to, I said, I'm going to run with this. I spoke to a mate of mine. I was like, here's my idea. 
he quite liked it. Um, spoke to a mate of his. This was over a long period of time. This wasn't like a couple of conversations. And we had ran a warehouse gym for a, a year. I'd been PTing for 15 years. You know, it was a lot. It was a big progression. Um, and then on the back of that, got together with a couple of guys. They were keen to to put a wee bit of investment. It took us a year to develop the brand. It took us another six months, over a year to get this place. So the whole process was a long time. Mm -hmm. We eventually got this. And then again, it's even in the six years we've been here, it's, it's evolved as, as you need to do. Brilliant. So that was the kind of, the backstory. Good, good. So I guess the next thing I want to ask you is what do you think stops people reaching their full potential? I think, well, potentially lack of knowledge about it. So getting a, getting a coach, getting a chatting to somebody like we talked about earlier, reaching out to somebody is a good, a good place to start. Um, fear, everybody's- Fear's massive. Fear's huge. And again, that, the, it's, it's barrier to entry into it. How do you reduce that barrier to entry? Speak to somebody like you, me or you, you know, you guys have got your frequency going on and, and that's a, it's exactly that. It's, it's, reaching out to somebody if, the, if there is fear around it look for educate yourself a little bit on how to how to make that step and whether that's speaking to somebody first speaking to uh, yeah i think that's the biggest thing if you have got that desire to do it but you are scared reach out a, a, a text message an email it's dead easy to do and then you can build that yeah. You know, maybe build a bit of confidence and allow you to, to move forward yeah, with it. It's developing that self-belief, isn't it? It's once you've been in the gym one time for one class, you go, that was, that was fine, that wasn't so bad. Aye. And then... Oh, you might come away thinking, shit, that was, <laughs> that was tough, yeah, but yeah, 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 yeah. I know that it's going to... Yeah. It's for the greater good. And don't look too far ahead. Mm -hmm. Day by day. Yeah. Do something decent that, do, do something to be, you know, even just something wee. Absolutely. And it's like, as we spoke about, I think the last time we were on a fly night out, you were saying that you set yourself a new goal or big personal challenge every year. How would you encourage people to go for their own personal challenges? And I guess a goal's fine, right? But you've got to develop habits that stick just to, re to reach that goal. That's how, where help comes in. Yeah, how do you develop habits that stick? It's, it's exactly that, you're only, you're held, uh, accountable I suppose by your processes and if yeah, it's all very well having this I want to lose this or I want to do that but if you don't actually put anything in place to achieve that then mm -hmm. you're never you know yeah they can fling out a goal yeah of course but <laughs> you have to have what's the process what's this, what's your structure around doing it and if if you have got if relating it to what we do and maybe people wanting to step through the door or get in touch with you and they're a wee bit nervous, they see your stuff online, they see you and Lucy and looking, looking great and you know, you two are the most approachable people around, you know, but it's exactly that. It's like, right, if I want to achieve that, I need to make a step mm -hmm. towards it. And that might be just a text, just a wee message on Instagram, hey, I like your stuff. Mm -hmm. Could we have a chat? It's dead easy to do that and then it can build. But that then gives you a bit of structure around, so it's just that building block, isn't it? Exactly, that's what we're trying to develop through frequency. We're trying to be the accountability for people. Yeah. Like, what's your goal? Yeah. And then we'll set out the habits that you need to put in place and be that accountability. Well, you guys have got so much experience from a training point of view and a business mindset. You're both high achievers, which I mean, I, I, you guys are tying into what you're doing with people. And, 
that all comes through hard work and processes and structures and building on that and desire. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you got to have desire. You can be a lazy bastard <laughs> and get nowhere. Yeah, but yeah, you need, yeah. you need yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I probably didn't swear no, there, but um, I think you have to want to do it as well, mm. and you have to give yourself a kick up the arse yeah. and, and reach out to people that are maybe more experienced or you know in a position to help. Hundred percent. Because the, the barrier is definitely fear and. I, for me, the only way of getting around that is looking for a bit of help. Mm. People don't like to ask for help, but you know, all of us and all what, wherever we've been, we we talk. We we've always had somebody to maybe that's, that's reached out or we've reached out to. Or, or you're always looking to. You're always learning from people, aren't you? Yeah. But you got to be open to that. Hundred percent. It's like. And people are very. <laughs> they are fucking lazy, you know. <laughs> And they don't want to it's get like, off their ass, but yeah. people that do, the, the fear has to be, you have to get break that barrier through. Yeah. It's like, how do you tap into people? I'd say clearly miserable, right? Um, but doesn't want to change. And, and I get so frustrated and I think, you're, you're just going to get worse and like, unhappier and unhappier. It's, like, it's mad, isn't it? Because there's, there's a, I'm not, not name names, yeah. but there's just one person that springs to mind. It's always constantly, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm doing that, I want to do this, I want to do this. I'm like, I'm like, I, you know, I've known you for years, actually. I'm not wanting to listen to this anymore because you're not yeah, doing it. Yeah, yeah. You know, leave them, I guess. You know, I'm not saying, like, change. right, fucking, we are superheroes, like, you know, but you, if you say something, try and at least make the effort to back it up. Mm -hmm. And then if you fail, fair enough, you go and try. Yeah. Yeah, well, Frequency was born out of a shared, between myself and Lucy, a shared sort of vulnerability at the time. We were going through it a difficult situation um so a concept we talk about all the time is turning pain into your power yeah right like i think it's a paradox brilliant, but it's a brilliant concept it's a paradox pain can can be your greatest source of yeah. uncomfortable feelings yeah. or your greatest driver catapult into yeah. something that's going to take you from here to, to here right. i think um like people can go through sort of trauma or loss or breakups or um, and you can either use that pain to, to excel yeah. as your energy, or you can use that pain to deny and, and self-destruct like, a bit. Exactly. It's like you can have two siblings that come from a broken family right? and one of them goes on to achieve great things and you'll ask them why and they say, because I came from a broken family. Or you'll ask the person that is yeah. sort of not doing anything yeah. and they're self-destructive and defensive and you'll say, you know, are you okay? And they'll say, I came from a broken family. So it's how you use that pain yep. to excel or deny. So it defines you, isn't it? It's what defines you, your <coughs> response. To it. Have you ever experienced anything like that? Using from a trauma side? We, I guess not from trauma side. We'll not go into your demons. What's your, do you think, think a driver can be they're all nervous now, I'm like. <laughs> a driver can be, you can use pain and go, or an insecurity, right? Yep. Say someone's grown up and maybe they've not had much money or, and that's always been an insecurity for them. That's why they, they have this drive, constant drive, yep. to say, I don't want to be in that position. Yep. So they're driven from insecurity and pain, or you can get driven from pleasure of, I would love to be able to run a Ironman. Would you I say you're I'm driven more, from yeah, pleasure? Yeah, definitely. 
I want <laughs> nice things. I enjoy nice things, and yeah. I, I enjoy the the challenge of things. <clears throat> I wouldn't say I do it out of pain for pain, or yeah. You know, I, 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 I you just want nice things. I or but even like from a, a fitness point of view, it's not like I enjoy putting myself through pain particularly. I enjoy the the development and the the challenge and getting better. Mm-hmm. Rather than thinking, right, I love thrashing myself to death. It's yeah. more the flip side of that. It's like, what did I get out of that? I'm, I'm improving. Which is seriously impressive because pain is typically a bigger driver. It's a more powerful driver than pleasure. Because pleasure, you're kind of like taking I'd rather be comfortable. But, <laughs> but you can take but it you, or leave but you it. you've got to give yourself a kick. I would you? like that nice thing, but it's not a big deal if I don't have it. Yeah. But so... Fantastic. Well done. <laughs> thank you. Um, yeah, thank you very much. No, thank pleasure. Absolute pleasure. Brilliant. Thank you. Boom. Boom.